Welcome to Hello Universe, a podcast about spirituality in our everyday lives. We're your co-hosts, Kylie and Eva. Hi, I'm Eva. I'm Kylie. And welcome to another episode of Hello Universe. Hi, Eva. How are you? Oh, you know, just eating my my, my Gardettos. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about, Gardettos? No. This, you don't know? They don't have, this isn't a New England thing, I don't think. Wait, am I even saying it right? Gardettos. Or Garditos? I don't know. They have them at like most like, convenience shops. Anyway, uh, never mind. I'm just eating chips because I'm hungry. So, but other than that, I'm pretty good. How are you? Uh, yeah, I am great. We, uh, we do this thing some evenings where we take my kids to the beach, like at the end of the day. We did it last summer a lot where we would like kind of pick up dinner on the way or like pack a, uh, a dinner. And then we like run around the beach for an hour and a half or two. And then we all come back home, Sandy. And it's so chill and fun. It's perfect for like COVID because no one's left at the beach anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's just like my favorite. I grew up going to the beach. Like we like, I lived super, super close to the beach growing up. And so um, like the wind blew and it might knock the house over, but it was on the beach. <laughs> So I don't want anyone getting the wrong idea. Um, But, um, and so it's just like my favorite childhood memories are going to the beach and it feels really, 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 really special to be able to take my kids and like repeat that. Totally. I can just have, I can just get a sense of that warm, cozy feeling of even being your kids. I remember what it's like to be a kid and then to have your parents sort of like bring you home late night and like maybe you like fall asleep in the car or they're like dusting off the sand off of you before you get in the house. And then it's like, shower bedtime or whatever just like oh what a lovely memory that's gonna be for them as they grow older too oh i'm jealous yeah and like you know when like like when like routines get like mixed up with a kid you know like it's totally like the special day like oh you get to stay up late tonight and those sorts of things yeah like you know you you ate yeah like we ate our dinner at the beach and Uh there's a food truck there and like uh and they, my son got chicken fingers last time and the guys who were working there were like obsessed with my son mm-hmm. until he went back this time and they were like we remember you like <laughs> it's like, like a mini celebrity there yeah. and my daughter was like waddling around like she's the mayor of the beach <laughs> well she is Duh. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. exactly yeah. exactly so yeah so i am feeling um sandy and happy that sounds so <laughs> nice i'm so jealous you're gonna hear me complain at the end of this podcast about how i need to get out because it's summer in phoenix and it's driving me bananas so i'm really looking oh you know what this is like a random thing i won't go into too much detail me and you can maybe talk more about this off podcast but i'm actually considering going back to taiwan for um at the end of the summer at some point uh because i think my parents really want me to go back they kind of keep hinting at it and i'm like always kind of concerned about their health but also at this point being in Taiwan, Taiwan is seems like a better place so than Arizona. <laughs> way safer. So much safer. Like I would actually be able to like be out and about. The only thing is I have to quarantine for two weeks, like in a mm. tiny little room with like no, without being able to go outside like at all. Mm. And I don't know. I'm, I'm very, that makes me very nervous. I think like I might get very claustrophobic and uh, yeah. lose a little bit. So that's one thing that I, that's like the main thing that's making me uh really think about it but it's a real possibility so maybe that could be like uh that could be 
like a spiritual journey. Totally. I've thought about that. I was like, you know, I've done 10 days of like silent, just straight up meditation, but I always got to go outside. Going outside is like very important to me. Just being Mm. indoors all day. It's not good for my mental health. Yeah. That part does seem that, that, so would you where like, is there, are there like specific places that the government set out? That's like, this is where you quarantine. Oh my God. If I went back, I would like totally track every, all of this on Instagram. Cause I think yeah. their system <laughs> is so amazing. Like you get there, you have like a medical check right before you even like get out of the airport. They have special taxis that will take you directly to where you need to go. So you're not taking any public transportation and it's like all the same. It's all only like, I think $30, no matter how far you go. Cause they want to make it mm-hmm. affordable for everybody. They're so considerate about costs, which is so amazing. Um, yeah, so they have special shuttles. They have special hotels, like quarantine hotels that you stay in. They have they serve you meals, and they give you a cell phone, and they track you, and they call you every day. <laughs> it's like really serious. So, wow. um, we'll see. We will see. I'll keep you posted. Yeah, yeah. And you can't like sneak out in the middle of the night just to go like lay in some grass. Um, I don't know. I think you can't, especially if you're in the hotel. Cause like they'll, they'll like, you know, monitor you, yeah. but you know, what's really interesting. I said that to my cousin, I was like, immediately my mind went to, how can I, how can I beat the system? Immediately yeah, right. my, my mind went to like, Ooh, I'm going to like find a way to like make this work. And he was like, that's so American of you. I was just going to say, <laughs> that was, I knew it. Yeah. <laughs> that's also where my mind was. Yeah. Like, wow, I am so in awe of this beautiful, respectful system they built. And how can I break it? <laughs> totally. And this is why America is ruining the world. Exactly. And I was like, oh my God. I mean, he was laughing at me. He's really just busting my, my chops. But like, yeah. he, but he did get kind of serious. So he's like, you know, it's just like not really something to consider because you have to understand that you're putting other people at risk. So like, just why even bother? You know, yeah. like why risk it? Just whatever. Yeah. It's just such a... So, like a stark contrast between thinking and also kind of like a mirror moment where I was like, damn, I'm, yeah. that's like the, American that's the thing that we're mad about. Exactly. Right. It's like, yep. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So that was very interesting. A good hard look at myself. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'll be, I'll be chewing on that. You can thank your cousin secondhand. For yeah. Me. <laughs> okay. I will. I will. Uh, what do you have going on? What do you, what do you got to promote? Um, well, I currently am still booked up and I think that's because I am an amazing coach (laughs) that changes people's lives. I think, you know what, now is the time that people are, yeah, stuck at home. Things are happening in life. I think they're cracking down on like spending time on personal development and learning about themselves and trying to reduce their own suffering and trying to make the most out of like a very strange year. A lot of stuff is coming up to the surface and I applaud all of my clients for being like, most of them have said like, yeah, you know what? I've been wanting to do this for a while or I've been following you for a while or this thing has been bothering me for a while and Mm. like it can no longer be ignored. (laughs) And like, I need to like take care of my anxiety. I'm, I know I'm feeling like a lot of insecurity about certain things. Like I'm, you know, I've always questioned my self-worth when it comes to relationships. And now like, I know I just need to, this is the time for me to take care of this stuff. And so yeah. props to everybody out there who I think is, I, I can, I don't know, I'm always about learning so that you can have, so that you can reduce your own suffering and come to mm. more of a place of peace. And I think this is a wonderful time for that. So, um, and I keep t- like adding people to the wait list and then like taking on more clients. So, uh, I 
I was going to have some spots open up, but then they didn't, but now they've already been taken is kind of what I'm trying to say. However, uh, there will be also more spots opening up once people sort of graduate the program. So if you are interested in working with me, um, get on that wait list. <laughs> yeah. You can DM me, you can email me. Um, and I'm also going to do a Kylie thing, <laughs> something that I've learned from Kylie, which I think can be very useful is I am working on a spiritual growth program, um, yes! Yes, which I'm very, very, very excited about. Um, to be honest, I don't know. I don't even know what form or shape it's going to, it's going to take, but I am really excited about the content that's in it. Really. I'm just taking all of the things that we talk about oftentimes in this podcast, right? The themes that come up with my clients over and over again, you know, choosing love over fear, how to actually love yourself, how to actually apply surrender into your life. You know, what does it feel like to not identify with your ego so that you can experience who you are, you know, beyond your mind, all of these things that sound really nice in conversation, but like, okay, so how do we actually do these things? I, I want to, I've been doing this work long enough to just see themes come up over and over again with people um, who, who struggle with anxiety and overthinking and overwhelm. And so, uh, yeah, coming up with a more streamlined system to help people figure out the how you actually do this. So, so in our podcast today, we even talk about this, right? Like this is idea of like, people are always talking about self-love and self-trust. That's great. But like, how do you do that? And so this program is essentially going to be about, well, this is how you do it. And I want to take something very spiritual, but also make it very practical because that's what I do. Um, so it's still in the makings, but I just wanted to give a shout out and an intro to this program. Um, for anyone who might be interested, just keep your eyes peeled or your ears peeled. This is something that will be coming out hopefully in a couple of months. I cannot wait and I can't wait to watch the unfolding of it. Yay. Also. Yeah. Thanks, Kylie. Um, and what about you? What would you like to promote today? So I'm going to tease something because it's not quite live yet, but I am putting together what I humbly think is the best fucking opt-in ever. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Own it. So I have created this mini course. It's a four-part course about like, uh, uh, it's tentatively titled heal your business story. It's basically like you, you know, you want to take that leap forward. You want to trust yourself. You want to like do the thing, but there's all these reasons why you're having a hard time showing up. And so this is a mini course, four parts, four different videos. There's a guided meditation, there's journal prompts, there's exercises. It's like jam packed. So it's a little four day course, um, that you can get for free once I finish building the website. <laughs> So it's all built. The, the the content is there. It's just a matter of like wrangling Kajabi. So um, uh, you should get excited because it's really, really great. Um, and you should run and sign up for it as soon as it's available. Yeah. And it's free people. <laughs> like this is what it's amazes free. me about, yeah, some of the content that's out there because uh, this is free. <laughs> yeah. Like I we was telling someone about it and they were just like, but why aren't you charging money? That's how I was like, I just, I, it, it's, it's, it's free. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, we like pour our hearts and souls into something and, and we make it, and we make it free. And I think that's really cool. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, 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 that's actually something people get down on. I think, I think the people who are in this space get overwhelmed by the pressure to create free content. And I get that, especially when you don't feel like you have an idea, like that whole, like kind of hamster wheel can be stressful, mm -hmm. but on the flip side, like what a fucking gift to just be like, yeah, I love what I'm doing. And so I'm going to create something that I think will help people. And I don't actually care about anyone paying for it because mm -hmm. I'm also going to trust that the, the, the people who are right are going to come to me. You know, yeah. this is also my philosophy around like, you know, like people are always DMing me about how to read the records and I'm always giving advice. Cause I'm like, I don't give a shit. Like 
Like I, I don't need to hoard my information. The people who are right to sign up for my courses will sign up for my courses. Totally, yeah. And like they're they're not gonna no one's gonna sign up because I hoarded information. Yeah, totally, totally. <laughs> you know, like the more generous I am, like probably that those people are then more likely to work with me at some point or recommend me or whatever. But it's like I just think there's something really beautiful about like I don't know, just sharing Mm -hmm. you know yeah and also I do think it is helpful actually because it's like it helps filter in like the right people so like other people can know like oh are you the coach for me right because like yeah I think when I'm hiring coaches I can be very picky and so like I need to know like do I like this person like do they resonate with me and so it's a great way for them to get to know you but also if it resonates with them that's how you know they're probably a good client for you so there's like this mutual it's a mutual benefit yeah and also like for a long time I was not ready to invest in myself or so I was like just checking out lots of free stuff but it was like really really cool because I got to build things because I was like I don't fucking understand Instagram hashtags like what are they mm-hmm. oh someone explained it to me in this yeah. free 45 minute webinar great like yeah that stuff is really amazing when you're like trying to tap into something you know and you're not ready to like totally jump off the cliff yet mm-hmm. but you want some access to a new space yeah so, anyway. yeah I love awesome yeah i love this this yeah. is what did you say it was a sneak peek or a uh a teaser, a teaser. right that's what it is yeah. i love that okay yeah, yeah. so we're yeah. both teasing stuff that has not yet been yeah. made but what kylie yeah. does is the trick that i'm adopting from kylie is like if i if i talk about it then i will follow through yeah <laughs> i put myself on the line like i you know there's some accountability there which is super exactly cool. exactly um I was trying to think of a good transition, but I don't have one. Well, I mean, we can just talk about, well, honestly, I don't feel like the, the uh, guest Olivia today needs that much of an intro because I actually sort of uh, introduced her when we started interviewing her. Um, you'll hear me talk about how, you know, Olivia is someone who I've actually known personally for many years. She's also currently my personal trainer who I'm working with specifically online uh, in the time of, you know, pandemic. And it's amazing. And I think you'll love her because if you love the show, then you'll probably love her because I wouldn't pick, I wouldn't choose to work with a personal trainer who didn't also embody a lot of the things that we talk about on this show, right? In yeah. empowerment, self-trust. It's She's not like your typical, like uh, fluffy Instagram personal trainer. <laughs> I think she is what I would call one of us. <laughs> and so if you enjoy the show, then I think that you'll also really appreciate Olivia. This episode uh, went by, recording this went by so fast. Like I literally felt like we'd been recording for like 25 minutes and an hour, over an hour had gone by. Yeah. Uh, and I felt so seen just in the way that Olivia spoke about the work that she does and like basically dismantling patriarchy <laughs> and celebrating your intuition and your own authority and like diving deep on how to practically love yourself, which are probably our three favorite topics. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Olivia is just like so warm and beautiful and uh, just you guys will, I, I know you guys will love this episode as much as we did. So Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would add just that it, it, this conversation was interesting because um it didn't, we didn't talk about spirituality necessarily in the way that we normally maybe would have. Um, but actually we still cover all the bases. And I think what's interesting about the show is what we're discovering, what Kylie and I are discovering is that like, to us, everything really is spiritual. It falls under the lens of spiritual practice, right? If it, if it's about understanding yourself better, 
learning about yourself, loving yourself, like all of that feels like part of our spiritual practice. So I, I think there's uh, maybe an untraditional, but still strong connection there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right, guys, enjoy. Hi, Olivia. Welcome to Hello Universe. Hi, thank you so much for having me. This is awesome. Yay. So I uh, am personally so, so, so excited to have you on the show because I, so we usually ask our first question, which is, you know, what does spirituality mean to you and how does it show up in your life? However, because you and I have such a special relationship, I want to talk a little bit about that to give our audience context as to how you and I know each other. Um, so, <laughs> so un, I would almost, it's, I feel like it's very unexpected. Um, Olivia and I became friends in Taiwan and, um, I met you, I guess at CrossFit, right? Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I guess the first time I actually met you was at CrossFit and we had this wonderful conversation where I realized you were a coach and you realized I was a coach and I was sort of in the beginning phases of building my business. Mm. And I was delighted to meet not only just like another English speaker, <laughs> like with a Western culture background, but someone who then understood like the absolute bananasness and, and bonkersness of what it's like to have to create your own business. So we were, I think, both building our businesses and like diving into entrepreneurship. And since then, I have found that we've always had so much similarities. I'm always learning from you. I can talk to you about stuff like other people. I can't talk to other people about because they'll just get super, super bored. <laughs> and I think we have a lot of similarities also in our personalities in that we can be well, I'll use the word passionate. We're both incredibly passionate about our work, possibly to a fault. Mm -hmm. And I think so much of our, the journey, like the parallel journey you and I are on is that we're so intense about what we do, but we're constantly working to be intentional about coming back to ourselves. Mm -hmm. And that's something that's been so freaking nurturing for me as well. Like to have a peer, someone who like gets it, someone who I can talk to. Um, so yeah, now, and now it's been what, like four, Four, I don't even, four years or something. And here we are, we're still doing the damn thing. And now we're on a podcast together. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah, I think it must have been about four, four years for sure. And um, I know that in my time in Taiwan, you were certainly uh, a really important light for me there. And an important, I think you were, you know, the most important person for me to have in person, like understanding, you know, yeah. um, to be in that kind of different culture, but also on the business side, like, like you said, having someone to talk to and someone that gets it and feels the same, you know, the trials and tribulations of, you know, owning your own business. Um, mm -hmm. and also within the space of kind of like health and wellness and that kind of stuff and yeah. mindset. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. And I don't know. I, I'm, I'm just going to give myself and your, I'm going to give all three of us a pat on the back essentially. Cause like we are doing it. We're women who are like trying to run our own business and like building something up from scratch and it's fucking hard. <laughs> and it can, I think you can both know as you're nodding along that it's crazy making sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um, but here we are. And I don't know, I just feel, I think immense gratitude for that. Like just upon mm -hmm. reflecting and re inviting you on here, I was like, wow, like this is really cool. Like the reason the yeah. reason we can do this is because we've been consistent about our work and we're kind of showing up this way. So, so that's, oh yeah. And also funny enough, uh, Olivia is also currently my personal trainer for those of you listening, <laughs> which I'm sure at some point we we're going to talk about because she's had to listen to me bitch and bitch and bitch about all sorts of things <laughs> I am unhappy about related to the pa <laughs> pandemic and my fatigue and working out at home and all of these things. And she's been so patient with me. So, so that's the context behind Olivia. 
I am just going to add two things. One, learning a new thing, which is Eva doing CrossFit. Never saw that coming. <laughs> Mind blown. <laughs> we'll have to talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, two, uh, I just wanted to like, for anyone listening at home who's like, didn't see that coming. I just want to let you know, I also didn't see that coming. Um, but two, I just want to, <laughs> I agree with anything you said about running your own business. And I had this really sweet moment tonight where I was like, you know, we're like doing the bedtime hustle to get everybody ready to like, you know, so I can shift and do the podcast. We took the kids to the beach for, for the evening. So it was like extra sandy and chaotic. And uh, my son was sort of like, what, what are you doing, mama? And I was like, well, I was like, you know how mama has her own business? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, that's the fucking coolest thing I've ever got to say to my kid. So I was mm. like, yeah. So I do this. Anyways, it felt very cool to like talk yeah. about how having a business is fun to my three-year-old. I was like, that's awesome. Yeah, it's a cool little like introduction to what business means, you know? Yeah. Because so. mm. I think there are a lot of times when we like, um, we're just chugging along and we don't know that we're doing it until like we stop and we're like, oh, we're, we're doing something. We're doing, yes. we're doing a thing. Yes, yes. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think it's like having, um, you know, friends that are in it as well that can remind you of where you were a couple of years ago and where you, you know, how far you've come and how things have evolved and how you've evolved as a human along with your business as well. And I think that that, that is really important because we just get so stuck in our own stuff that mm -hmm. um, and blindsided, right? So that that's really important to have friends that see that too. Yes, yes. for sure. Whew. All right. So um, back to our regularly scheduled program. <laughs> <laughs> Olivia, what does spirituality mean to you and how does it show up in your everyday life? Yeah. So I've been thinking a lot about this since you sent that question through. And for me, you know, I've listened to um, your podcast, you know, a lot of your, um, your guests and what they kind of say as well. And for me, it's definitely not um, to do with religion. Um, and I think that spirituality for me is, it's just trust. It is trust in myself, it's autonomy, it's intuition. Um, and it's when I'm operating at my highest self. And that is when I'm most in tune with the universe and my spiritual self. And when I'm working at my, who it is that I actually am, when my ego isn't in the way. Mm -hmm. And when I'm not being directed by all of the things around me, when I'm actually just operating at my higher self, that is definitely what spirituality means to me. It's trust and intuition. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I love that. And I also think that you have, and we'll touch upon this later too, like a, a really interesting lens at which you look through that, how one can trust themselves. And I think for you or what you've told me in the past is like, it really comes down to connection with your body and also like trusting yourself through your body and like, pushing physical limits. And that's been a tool in which you've learned how to do these things. And I think that's really fucking cool. Yeah. That was actually my follow-up question is like, how do you just, just to piggyback, we do this all the time where one person asks a question <laughs> and the other person's like, wait, wait, me too. I have a question related. Yep. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, but uh, how, how do you experience intuition? Cause I also agree intuition is a huge part of my spirituality, but I find that means something different for everybody and so I'm curious how it shows up and how like how you experience that yeah so I think it it comes in really different ways right I mean if we think about our life as a whole and us as humans as a whole there are so many different pieces to us and I mean we can even put that under the umbrella of what health is 
as a human, because that is spirituality, that is your physical being, that is your mental well-being and how you feel about yourself. It is, you know, what's happening financially, it's your purpose, it's fulfillment, it's all of these kind of things. And so I think when we talk about intuition as, you know, intuition with your body or intuition with, um, you know, business or all of these other things, they, we can't think of them in isolation if that makes sense. So we need to be thinking about how that's working as a whole for our <laughs> intuition and developing self-trust as a whole mm -hmm. and having autonomy as a whole. And what that comes down to is this relentless pursuit of a refined mind, you know, to be continuing, continuing to challenge all of the things that we think that we should be doing. And this is something that I talk about quite a bit is like the shoulds, right? That we should be doing this with our body. We should be doing this with how we eat. We should be doing this with our business. We should be doing this in our relationships. And if I'm not, then I'm bad. But what is the, the meaning that we are attaching to all of this? And so I, I think that intuition is developed and self-trust is developed by, by challenging, like <laughs> always challenging those things. Like, why, why am I doing this thing? Like, where is this coming from? Is this me? Is this my truth? Or is this someone else's that I'm trying to live, you know, um, and continuing to practice that over and over and over again. And that is how we build that evidence that we can trust ourselves because we continue to challenge and then maybe do the opposite of what we thought we were supposed to do. Mm, I freaking love that. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Mm -hmm. it's such a practical explanation. Like I, intuition, I've, and this is like one of those practical explanations of both what intuition is and how to strengthen it that I think I've ever heard as someone who's obsessed with this topic. So uh, mm. yeah, just yeah. challenge shit that's caused making you stressed out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I think it's really hard because like on social media, especially there's this, there's this massive spectrum of like, do this, do this, do this. And then, you know, on the other end, it's people that are saying, you know, maybe, um, you know, Instagram accounts that are kind of like anti-diet, you know, anti-diet culture, but like body positivity or like more spiritual kind of stuff of like, um, you know, come into yourself and trust yourself and all of this. But it's like, there's nobody actually saying, but how, you know, it's like, we know these things. It's like, yeah, I see that. Like, okay, self-trust, cool, okay, yeah, I, I feel like I don't trust myself, but how, yeah. like, how do we do that, and I right. feel like that that is, like, this massive missing piece with, with all of this, and it really just, it does, it comes down to just starting to be more aware of the information you're taking in, and how that is relative to your life, and what you actually want, and then that all comes down to well, how do I feel? <laughs> and reverse engineering from there, if it's like, well, nah, I'm actually not feeling good. Okay, well, how do I want to feel? And then what do I need to do? Like, what are the steps that I need to take to get there? Mm -hmm. um, but that, yeah, that self-trust, it's a really, really hard thing, but it just takes just starting like everything, like a meditation practice, you know, it's like just starting and just not judging yourself if you get it wrong or if you mess up and just trying, trying, trying. And then you just are building this evidence that you can, you can lean into yourself and you will figure it out. Yeah. I think, sorry, you're going to say something? No, no, go ahead. 
Go ahead. Oh, I, I just think this idea that the willingness to be wrong is a really important part of it because the should energy is so powerful because it's promising like if you do everything you should do, you won't get hurt. And, mm-hmm. and, and so the, it, it can be really hard to fight that if we're also terrified that we might fuck something up. And so there has to be a little bit of grace and compassion for like, okay, I think, I think my intuition is telling me to take this leap, but also I might be wrong and it will be okay if I'm wrong, which is why I think it's important to start small, right? Like you can't be like, all right, I'm finally listening to my intuition. Should I quit my job tomorrow or not? Yeah. You know, like you, <laughs> mm-hmm. you have to start with something where like the stakes are smaller. So it's okay if you fuck up and then you're like oh I guess like I wasn't supposed to take that left turn I was supposed to take the other left turn you mm-hmm, know mm-hmm. um and then you build up to your point the evidence so that when it's time to quit your job you're like oh, I fucking know this is the truth here we go yeah okay so much to say about all of this it's so funny I think you're right about this idea of like people are oftentimes like, but how do I do that? Because I get that question a lot about self-love. People are like, everyone's talking Mm. about how self-love is important, Mm. but how do I do that? I actually think you, you actually just kind of laid it out right there. Like you gave some pretty practical things. It's like, I think awareness, you know, baby steps, all these things. But I also think that sometimes the reason it can be hard is because I'm not trying to like shamelessly plug coaching, but I do think that I've had a lot of learning because I've had safe spaces with other people who've helped me see beyond what I can see by myself. You know what I mean? Like I can't, isn't there a saying that you can't see past the tip of your tip of your own nose or something like that? You just can't, sometimes you just don't have perspective. So I think it's a balance of like having, cause like I will tell people like, this is how you do self-love. Like, you know, and I, I list things out, but, but sometimes you just don't know what you don't know. And so help is really a beautiful, beautiful thing. Totally. And the thing is, is that we, when we're born, we intuitively know everything. I mean, you know, babies will, Kylie, you know this, you've got children, right? So it's like, some days your kids might like carrots. The next day they're like, fuck no, I don't want carrots, you know? And then the next day they're like, I'm starving. And the next day they're like, I don't want anything to eat. You know, it's this intuition of what they want and what they need. But then as we grow, we're conditioned by all the stuff from our parents, from people around us, like trauma, you know, all of these kind of things are conditioning. And we are developing these stories, developing these ideas about ourselves. And we get we can get so stuck on the strategies that we're using to try and help ourselves that sometimes we don't realize that those strategies are actually hindering us. Mm-hmm. And that is like, to your point, Ava, where coaching comes in because we can be the most self-aware people in the world and we still don't see our blind spots, you know? Mm-hmm. And that takes someone else coming in and being like, have you thought about this? Or, you know, have you tried this? When we can just be so thinking that, nah, we, this is it, you know, this is, we know what's going on. And, um, so coaching. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. Cause I I do think that there's just like a shortcoming to Instagram sometimes. Right. Cause sometimes it's just like, you're not, it can be really helpful, but you're not going to get like the actual juiciness of it all of doing the actual work through reading up through reading a post. (laughs) I think also for me, like when I invested in coaching, it's, I made a promise to myself, mm-hmm. you know, like when I invested in my business coach, that, that was the moment you know, mm-hmm. when I was like, I'm fucking doing this, mm-hmm. you know, like I, you know, had the, 
Instagram account. I had the like, like I was like, had my toes in the water, you know, but it was when I invested in my coach, like she was great. But also like, even if she sucked, it was that I had like decided in that moment that I was worth this thing that I was investing in. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's like, sometimes the co- sometimes the coaching that you get is almost a bonus <laughs> yeah. to the like intention of like, no, like I'm going to fucking decide to love myself and I'm going to get some help on that. Or I'm going to like heal my relationship with my body. And I'm going to like, you know, you know, whatever the thing is, sometimes that's even more powerful than the, at least in my experience. Yeah. yeah. Having, well, like- having had amazing coaches, right? Like, mm. <laughs> um, well, when you, I mean, this is the thing is that when you put yourself on the hook, you put yourself on the hook yes. and it's like you, and there comes an exchange with that, right? An energy exchange a monetary exchange. And that is how you level up is when you do hard things and, you know, putting yourself on the hook is pretty much you saying, like you see, Kylie, I'm worth this. And I, I a commitment. It's like a commitment. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. and that's why people, find it hard to commit to coaching because they don't feel that they're worthy of that. They feel like Mm -hmm. they're going to fail themselves. They don't feel like they're worthy of that, um, you know, investing in themselves. And they're scared that they're not going to be able to follow through on that commitment. But it is just a commitment with yourself. I think there's also a fear that like, you're uniquely like, okay, all these other people have learned how to like have a better relationship with their body. But my relationship with my body is so fucked up that if I try to fix it, I'm going to realize that it's actually impossible to fix, you know, if that makes sense. So I think there's also a fear that's like, I'm not going to be able to figure this out even with somebody's help. So I I just want to invest because then I don't have to discover that how, just how bad I am, which is of course never how it works out. But exactly. I know because people have shared that fear with me before. I know that that yeah, shows right. up for some people too. Yeah, exactly. The fear is always, and this is my experience too, the fear is always 10 times worse than what it actually ever is. Like all we, everything that we ever want is on the opposite side of fear. We just got to like take that leap of faith because, and, and like, for me, I think it comes down to a lot of like mindset work of, of talking myself down the li- off the ledge and being like, actually, this thi- I think it's going to be so bad. I think it's going to like explode. It's going to be so scary. And it's never as scary as my fear tells me that it is. No, sometimes it's actually really lovely. <laughs> oh, totally. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes yeah. you're like, it's a huge relief. You're like, it's kind of like when you procrastinate, right? And the project seems so, so big and it seems, and then you do it and it turns out it takes five minutes. Yes. <laughs> and you're like, why didn't I do that sooner? Yeah. It's like that kind of feeling. <laughs> yeah. So Olivia, could you speak a little bit more about the work that you do in particular since we've opened the store to talking about coaching? Yeah, totally. So I am a female health and performance coach. So um, I work with women um, with their like physical stuff. So like exercise training, um, but also the mentality around that. So I'm all about um, like movement and mindset because the two the two can't not work together they're Mm -hmm. completely linked and so and this is a problem with the fitness industry is that that's all you know sold on external stuff but the thing is that we can't make external change Mm -hmm. if we're not making internal uh change and looking at you know working in stuff as well as working out um and also you know helping to educate women to you know help them free themselves from themselves and diet culture um, is a really big thing as well um, because that's, you know, a lot of what the um, fitness industry is built on. So 
Uh, yeah, and so for uh, years I was an in-person trainer um, and like Eva kind of mentioned, I coached CrossFit for a number of years. I was an athlete myself. Um, so my own journey sort of with um, identification with my body and going through my own stuff and processes with that has been really kind of, uh, that's come into a lot of my coaching as well. Um, and yeah, but now I work completely online with women. Yeah. And so that's how, that's how we're able to work together. Cause, cause now I'm in America and Phoenix and Olivia is, well, okay. So she's in New Zealand right now, but she's also in Seoul in Korea. And so that's how we're able to, to do this work together. Um, yeah. and the reason I just have to say, Olivia, and for anyone listening who might be interested in doing this kind of work, which is perfect for the pandemic, if your gym is closed or whatever. <laughs> um, what I really appreciate you about you, Olivia, is that you're, you're truly about health. I mean, actual health. And I think that's so refreshing in the fitness world. Cause what I mean by that is I think what your, your style is very revolutionary, which is also not surprising, I guess, you know, why I was attracted to you. But what I mean by true health is like, it's not about being obsessed about what you eat or even how your body looks. Like that's the funny thing. It's like, you're here to help people improve their physical fitness, but it's not about any of that external bullshit. It's really just about like, what does true health feel like for you? Like, mm. and to find that out. And it's almost like, to do it on your own terms and find liberation in that area. It's so, it's so refreshing. <laughs> oh, that's so good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, can yeah. you talk a little bit about that? Cause you were talking about how on Instagram, there's a lot of polarizing information, right? And I think that's why people can get confused. Um, I guess this is kind of like a big question, but like your values in terms of like what it is that you hope to teach your clients or help them with um, in terms of finding true, true health. <laughs> yeah. So I think that, you know, one of the confusing things about social media is that the fitness people in the fitness industry are talking about health, right? But they, so then people start to think of health as a kale smoothie and a workout, you know, and that's what people identify health with. But going back to kind of what we were talking about at the beginning, um, is that, health, flourishing health is all encompassing of all these different aspects of your life. And they all work together. Your physical health, your mental health, your spiritual health, um, you know, like I was saying, finances, relationships, purpose, fulfillment, you know, all of these things are interlinked. And so we can't talk about fitness if we're not talking about these things. It's just like we can't talk about fitness and not talk about social justice. We can't mm. talk about fitness and not talk about Black Lives Matter. It's like it just, it doesn't, it's all encompassing. And so this is, this is what, I, what I mean when, you know, I, I use that um, term a lot is redefining health and redefining healthy for you because all of us are, are different. And actually your guest, um, Cynthia, said on the mm -hmm. podcast, um, she said that we are, how can we not all be worthy because we are all unique and we all have different DNA. Mm -hmm. Do you remember her saying that? Yeah, yes. Cynthia James, yeah. I do. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah yes. that really resonated with me. I was like, oh, yeah, I mean, that's so, that makes sense, right? 
And that's the thing, is that we all have to look at our own individual circumstances because health is going to look very, very, very different for everybody. And if we think about um, like exercise and you know movement, that is going to look different to every single person as well um, with what they goes on in their life, work, stress, relationships, um, you know, economic status, you know, all of these kind of things. And so that is where it is just so, so hard and women get so frustrated and confused and feel bad about themselves and think that they're a bad person because they're not living up to the thin ideal of what social media is telling them and what health is being sold to them is because they're not doing the right things. They don't look like that. That's why we need to strip this away. Mm. And this is what, this is what health is either is, is like, it is autonomy. It is mm. taking charge of what is going on in your life and making, looking at how all these different aspects work together in your life. Oh my God. Amen, sister. Okay. Oh my God. There's so much I want to say about this, but I actually want to connect this back to, I feel like things that I've heard you say, Kylie, and I think this, these are themes that are reminiscent in all our work, but like Kylie, you're often talking about like, or even we've had podcast guests talk about how spirituality, like new paradigm spirituality is trusting yourself. So like mm. you decide you, you are the, um, smartest person on you you are the expert on you so we have to learn to trust that and I think you know we have to learn how to be honest with ourselves and all these things and like, right. like you said Olivia like challenge but I think it's really cool for me to see someone apply that to like health and fitness because yeah. I don't think that's I don't know I don't know I don't follow that many health and fitness people online so maybe I don't know but I don't think that's talked about enough in I'm, this world. I'm just gonna put my cards on the table I feel <laughs> I feel seen in a way that like I might cry a little bit <laughs> because I, I just like this is uh, I couldn't agree more with what you're saying and also I feel a little like I've been in a desert you know like because there aren't a lot of voices saying exactly what you're saying and so like you know my own personally I just have sort of opted out like I just put a big whole big pause on like I don't know. I have two little kids. I've recently been pregnant. I'm nursing. Like I'll get back to you body, you know, mm. uh, we're in COVID. I don't exercise anymore. Like we'll get back to you, you know? And, mm -hmm. and in a way that's been very liberating because it's like you said, it's like breaking the shoulds. There's a lot of different ways. The process of breaking down the should looks like lots of different things. And so it's been kind of nice to like let myself off the hook of at least one thing mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> right but yeah. but part of it has been part of the struggle because it doesn't is like trying to find a safe re-entry yeah because all these all these stories and uh voices that i hear they don't resonate or make me particularly safe so i'm like oh i guess i'll still stay in opt-out mode and i could see how then opt-out mode goes from like you know two years to four years to a decade to you know et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, right. I am very grateful to know you already. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm grateful to be here, but, but that's so, that's so it, I think that we, um, you know, fitness or movement health is so easily kind of put into these black or white categories, right? Yeah. That it has to be all or nothing. And especially for women, you know, like women like us that like, you know, 
there's sort of those perfectionist kind of maybe not perfectionist but like you oh, know, yeah, like to get things done <laughs> yeah. yeah intense passionate intense, yeah. <laughs> yeah. intense yeah, yeah, yeah. intense that's maybe the word yeah <laughs> um that if it's not done right then why bother right mm. and that's a really hard place to be because then we come into this kind of this fine line and this like balance that we're always trying to find where we're looking after ourselves but also kind of honoring everything else that's going on around us and this kind of being okay with it not being a hundred percent and Eva we were talking before we started before Kylie came on about that being in that 70 percent sort of zone right where we're really really exhausted but we keep going we're not honoring our rest but we kind of like are working at this like 65, 70% capacity, which is not our higher self, right? We're not really working at what we're capable of because we're just kind of like humming along, sort of running this marathon. And so we either kind of stay in this chronic of kind of like, um, you know, doing things sort of like gray zone half or nothing at all. And we can sort of think about that with like work, but with, you know, fitness or doing exercise, we can come into that space, you know, like that's a really good space to be is that messy middle and that gray zone. Like 70% is better than 0%. And this is where, you know, that black and white thinking with um, movement, we need to let that go and we need to allow ourselves to be really messy and for it to not look perfect because it's never going to fucking look perfect ever, mm. ever. Um, and you know, all of this comes down to with movement and exercise, sort of what you're talking about, Carly, is it's all about how you feel rather than what you're doing. So if for you, taking a step back and not doing exercise is something that makes you feel good. You know, if you each day you feel good in your body, you feel energized, you feel um, like mentally on, you know, all of these kind of things then what you're doing is right, keep doing that. But if you're feeling that you're not feeling how you wanna feel, that is when you start to look at the things that's going to take you there and be like, okay, what is going on here? What can I try? And so with exercise, you know, really it can be, it can be a seven out of 10. It can be, does that make sense? Yes, except explain what you mean by with uh, everything you said made sense. But when you said it with exercise, it can be a seven out of 10. What do you mean by that? So meaning that it can be 30 minutes each week and that be enough. You know, it doesn't have to be nothing because that 30 minutes, if you're doing 30 minutes each week, that's something and that's contributing to something mm, to how you want to be feeling. Sorry, so, that wasn't well, clear. Well, I think yeah. what you're saying is, so this is something I say to my clients all the time, because I have a lot of clients who are like, you know, the A plus students are like, I got to get an A. And I'm like, no, 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 you're a job right now. Why don't we just yeah. aim for like a B minus? Like yeah. B minus is good. C plus. Like I feel a C physically <laughs> uncomfortable at this suggestion. <laughs> yeah, because you're probably the A plus student. Kind oh, of. Like, yes. absolutely. We're yeah. so the A plus student. And, but the thing is, at this point, like C plus is actually better. Is like C plus is actually an A. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Exactly. Like C plus for people who are like me, I'll use myself an example, who's a perfectionist, who's intense. A C plus is actually me getting an A <laughs> because yes. I'm like deep, unpro deep unprogramming mm. or reprogramming myself, right? It's like that thing, there's a the quote that's always being spread around is like, progress is being okay with not being okay. 
Mm. Like I do actually think that that's very true sometimes. Yeah. 100%. And that's, you know, a lot of my clients are like that. I mean, that's why we work together. I think because (laughs) my clients are women exactly like you and you know, that like to go a million miles an hour. Don't, it feels weird to, to pull back, to slow down. Um, and then again, that goes back to sort of what I was saying where there's that dichotomy, you know, of like rest, slow down, don't do anything or like go a million miles an hour. And it's really hard to Those find are that the only route. two modes. Yeah, exactly. Because right. you and go until you literally can't go anymore and then you collapse. Right. And then you're like, fuck and- it. And then, yeah. and then you feel so shitty about having collapsed. Then you're like, well, now I got to overcompensate. And so then you start like the grinding endless hustle again. Yeah. That's or right. so I've read about on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, but that's totally it, you know, and that's where, you know, this all comes back into that self-trust thing mm. that we can trust ourselves to be okay with a C plus and that that is okay. And that's good enough. And we're worthy of that being a, being something that could be possible for our lives and I think that you know with movement and and health you know all of these kind of things it's like thinking of the word just the word possibility you know this is what I've been doing and this is what I'm what I know but what are what else is possible here you know what else could be true for me and allowing yourself to just kind of explore these things and that all comes back to how do I feel and how do I want to feel and that's where everything has to come from. How do I feel and how do I want to feel? They're so simple questions, but we don't actually often ask them in simple ways. Yeah. Yeah. But Olivia, I got to say, I feel like you've got a really, like you've, you're, you've got your job cut out for you because I think fitness in particular and health and like women's bodies is one place that is just like rife with all the, I can't think of actually a place more, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like rife with all the expectations and the negative associations and like the, like, like the women's bodies for as long as I can remember since I was a little girl listening to my mom talking about how she needed to lose weight, you know, Mm -hmm. is just such a hard thing to undo. Like it's, it's, bananas like you've got your that's a it's a hard job and you're doing that for me too all the time helping me change my expectations which I bitch about constantly (laughs) I'm like I want to be doing more or like this doesn't feel right and something that you do really well for me is actually it is actually managing expectations which I think is a very different way of coaching Mm. yeah well I think um like with you Eva you know that word possibility has been something that um you know, may have been sort of in our conversations as well, right, is opening up the idea or, you know, possibility of exercise looking different Mm -hmm. than what you've known before to meet you actually where you're at and going back to, well, what will, you know, what you were doing before, was that working for you, right? right? And, And so sort of continue continuing to remind you of that when you you know go to that default that default that default to like work really 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 hard but it's like did that work for you did that work for you okay yeah. no maybe not I'm going to trust in this so right. um but can but, I just I want to interrupt and yeah. just say for context I think it might be helpful for people to know part of what I'm learning is so like 
you know, as now that you know that I'm someone who used to do CrossFit, like I was at one point, once someone who really enjoyed high intensity exercise, probably because that was what I was taught, you know, like that's how you, you know, it's the cardio or whatever. And because of my chronic fatigue, I have to just go, I have to take it from like 90 to like 50. So that is literally going from an A to like a C. That's what it feels like to me. Cause I'm like, I don't feel like I'm doing, I could go harder. This is too slow. Like, what am I doing? You know what I mean? Like literally Olivia has to train me to do less. She has to train me <laughs> to go slower, which mm-hmm. is the opposite of what you think personal training is. And that is like, I like admittedly very challenging for me. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> so, but it's like so- an ego challenge too. Yeah. And so that's really important that you said that Eva, that it is the opposite of what I thought personal training was. This is the problem with the fitness industry. And again, health can come into this because fitness and health are kind of put together when they're not necessarily the same thing, right? Um, Is that there is this idea that if you're exercising or doing intentional exercise, you should be sweating profusely. You should be breathing really, really hard. You should be like crawling out of the gym. You should be feeling absolutely wet. If you aren't doing those things, then you didn't work hard enough and it's not working. But the thing is, is that those things are not measures of a good workout. And they're not necessarily measures of progress. Like betterment is getting better, I mean, this is the amazing thing about um, strength training, is that you're in this constant pursuit of getting better and it never, never ends. And this is why weight training is this beautiful, beautiful kind of metaphor for life, because you're constantly doing something hard or challenging yourself. Um, It doesn't need to be painful though, it can be uncomfortable, but you're getting better, you're developing resilience every single time. And that is the beauty of movement. You know, it is not chasing sensations. And this is the problem is that, you know, sort of going back to what you were saying about women and like the thin ideal and, and all of that, you know, is rooted in the patriarchy and diet culture, you know, all of these kind of things, chasing sensations of sweat, you know, feeling exhausted, all of these kind of things do not, does not mean that you're actually getting stronger, fitter, more mobile, more energized, more resilient, like feeling better in your life. Like, and that is where you have to define what better is for you. And sweating isn't necessarily going to be that, but you're sold that that's what personal trainers do is that they annihilate you. And you're sold that that's what exercises and fitness is when it just isn't true. If you're getting stronger, then you're getting better. You know, if you're doing one more push up than you did last week, you're getting better. If your squat is feeling better than it did last week, you're getting better. If you're feeling a little bit more energized, you're getting better. So opening up like all the, you know, opportunities for what better can mean. And instead of chasing sensations, chasing how you feel again, like how you feel. Um, But, you know, sort of again, what you're saying ever about, that massive job of working with women and sort of deconstructing all of those things that we've been taught and conditioned over the years for how we should be approaching things like exercise. What is the meaning that is attached to that? Because for so many of us, the meaning that we've attached to exercise is a smaller body, that we're not good enough, that we have to be doing these things chasing these sensations, sweating, working hard 
to have a smaller body. And that all comes from our, yeah, our mothers, like going on diets, like my grandmother, like teaching me about Weight Watchers when I was 10 years old, you know, all mm. of these things like nursery rhymes that are being um, sung to us when we're little about girls that are beautiful and tiny and should be quiet and good, you know, like all of these kind of things are tied up into it. And so it is about educating my clients on these things so that they can understand where it's all coming from. And a question that I like to ask is, who's benefiting from this? You know, if you're stressed about what you're eating, you're stressed about how you're moving, you're stressed you haven't done enough in the gym or you're not working hard enough in the gym, who's benefiting from that? You? The patriarchy? <laughs> Probably, right? And I think that when you start to think bigger picture like that and understand where all of that is coming from, then you can start to detach from that and be like, well, what the fuck do I want? And how do I want to feel in my life? And how does this fit into my life? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who's benefiting from this is such a fucking brilliant question. Like for all, I mean, that's like for all of our worry, but especially something as insidious as like, you know, weight and body image stuff, because it's so transparent, like, oh, a hundred percent not me, right? Mm -hmm. Like a hundred percent not my family, a hundred percent not my little baby girl, right? So like if no one around me is benefiting from this, like this toxic shit has got to go, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and that's where it's like, you know, uh, you know, thinking, well, I should be doing this home workout that I pulled off Instagram um, because there's a lot of burpees in there or something like that. And that's, that's the thing that I should be doing. And yeah, like you said, Kylie, like, is that really, like I've had a really stressful day. The kids have been driving me crazy. My capacity, and this is the thing, is that us as women wear so many different hats in society, like caregivers, you know, looking after people, doing all of these things, that our capacity is like right up here. And exercise is a stress, right? And so if you're putting more stress into your life and exercise is part of that, like intense stuff, then that is when we lead to burnout, we lead to fatigue, we lead to injury, you know, all of these kind of things. And so understanding again, how our lives are, and then how exercise fits into that and modulating exercise with how your life is going, how your, you know, your menstrual cycle, you know, all of these kind of things to manage your energy, to manage your stress better and allow exercise to enhance your life rather than it being a thing that you have to do but it then becomes something that you get to do and it actually makes things better. <sighs> yeah, exercise to enhance your life as opposed to like a, a thing, a penance you must serve to be worthy. 100%. Yeah. And that doesn't mean that there's not a place for intense exercise. I mean, there right. is because there's this broad range of, you know, spectrum of exercise, but we have to look at how that fits into um, us on each given day mm -hmm. um, and yeah how that's going to enhance things for us rather than detract yeah this is making me think I had this really really moving session with my mentor a couple months ago and I'm going to kind of butcher <laughs> the lesson but one of the what well, we ultimately I, I showed up being like I'm fried I'm overwhelmed and we dug deep and got to a place of really recognizing like what are the things that you are 
choosing? Like where, in what way do you have agency in your life? And in what way are you kind of being like, like a, like almost a victim of your own life and saying like, all these things are happening to me. And if you show up, there's this big light bulb moment of like, I can, I can choose everything in my life, you know, or I can be passive and let it be happening to me. Mm-hmm. And when things are in the should bucket, that's when we're kind of passive and letting them happen and happen to us. And then we're resentful. But when we're choosing them, then we get to find enjoyment. Then we get to have like that kind of sovereign agency that we were talking about at the beginning of the show. And, um, and I feel like so often, I guess in my own journey, like exercise has felt so much like the obligation, the should bucket that it's rarely felt safe. So I've just resisted because I'm like, I know I don't like that should energy. I try to have as little of that as possible because I already mm. am like a magnet for it. And so I just opt out of exercise mm-hmm. because I haven't found a way to make it feel because I haven't found a way to actually choose it. I have at moments like, you know, it's been fluid, but um, where was I trying to go with this? Um, I guess you're just making me realize that like what you're talking about is choosing exercise because it makes us feel good because we want it because we are beings who have agency not because exercise uh to the point of misery is a requirement for being a woman (laughs) yeah exactly and um you know nobody wakes up in the morning and has this you know massive desire to go and do something uncomfortable and exercise Mm. you know i think that there is this it's like intuition, you know, we think that we should just know, we should just know what to do. We should just know how to eat. Like, why can't I do this? Why is this frustrating? And it's like, we wonder how there are these people that look like exercise is so easy for them. For some people it is. I mean, for me, it is just part of who I am. It's, it's something that I, it's, it's a, it's a real love for me, you know, but there are days when of course I don't desire to exercise but I know all of the things that it actually gives me outside of that exercise session. And a lot of that is to do with mindset, you know, and developing resilience, you know, all of these kind of things. But something that um, I think is quite helpful when we think about exercise is, or like those shoulds that you're talking about, Kylie, is thinking about taking charge rather than taking control. Mm. Because I think, especially, you know, a lot of you know, A-type women, you know, intense women, this kind of thing, we tend to look for where we can control things in our life. But when we're trying to control, there is no room for trust. There is no room for trust when we're trying to control. It's like we think about food. It's like, I, I shouldn't have this, or I have to have this, or, you know, counting calories and tracking macros and all of these kind of things. That is control, control, control. There is no room for trust at all. So what I like to do is um, like encourage my clients to just change their language from I have to control this to or I felt out of control to well, how can I take charge and where am I taking Mm. charge? Because I feel like that's a much more autonomous kind of thing. I'm choosing, like you're saying, I'm choosing to do this. I'm not feeling like I have to do this. Yes. Yeah. Interesting. Take charge instead of take control. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, can you give me more examples of what, how, how, I guess how taking charge is different from taking control? Cause I feel like they they sound kind of similar to me. 
Yeah, totally. I think that, um, I don't know, for me, it just, and, you know, a lot of people that I've kind of talked to about this have been like, ah, yeah, that kind of feels a little bit better. I think it's like another kind of switch that I like to use is, um, you know, a lot of people, a lot of my clients use the word overwhelm a lot. I'm just feeling really overwhelmed, right? Mm -hmm. and, and overwhelm is kind of like, it feels like, drowning it yeah. feels hard to come out of you know totally this like, was a pause. I, I do wish everyone could see you because <laughs> olivia is the most dynamic hand speaker yeah her body like, language the, is the amazing. body language and the and the imagery that you're creating with your hands i'm sorry between that and your lipstick our audience is totally missing out yeah <laughs> yeah she just did this lovely little like like she created a house for herself and then she crouched down <laughs> inside the house to describe overwhelm yeah it was really really cute actually yeah. <laughs> but but yes i would say over overwhelm it does feel like helplessness Drowning. yeah yeah helplessness right mm -hmm. um but a, a word that i like to put in place of that is challenge and i do this myself if mm. i find myself actually saying out loud i just feel really overwhelmed i feel really overwhelmed i'll say i'm just feeling really challenged right now because a challenge is something that we can overcome mm -hmm. and i feel like um that is the same with like control and charge like control is just very like <laughs> yeah. you know like trying to control things but charge is like yeah yeah, I'm I think yeah, charge. yeah, a little bit more of empowerment and less yeah. exactly um, like a death grip. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's what this all is, you know, like thinking about exercise is, is what I'm thinking about with this and what I'm choosing to do. Is this empowering me or disempowering me? And I think that that is a really simple question that you can ask as well. Um, that helps you kind of be like, oh, yeah you know, helps you kind of lean into that like intuition and trust thing a lot more as well is that if you are feeling disempowered or who is benefiting from this. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 Okay. Wait, well, I want to be mindful of time because, because you said you got to go at seven your time. So is that in like 20 minutes, 25, 20 minutes ish? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Um, I really wanted to ask about, uh, what you're saying. You mentioned earlier fitness and social justice. I wanted to like hear more about that. And also I'm going to throw a couple of questions actually, and you can actually just pick, pick whichever one you want to talk about. These are totally disparate questions. This is a whole separate thing, but I'm just trying to get it all out there. Cause I know you got to go soon. Um, you posted something very interesting the other day on your Instagram about how some like, okay, this is very complicated. There's this whole movement of body positivity out there where I yeah. think women who, uh, have, you know, very, um, what did you call them? Straight bodies? Is that the language that you use? They, they, but they purposely contort themselves to have roles uh, yeah, so yeah. that they can show that they have body roles, but the <laughs> post, someone else is sort of commenting like, this is actually kind of offensive because you don't actually have body roles. You're trying to like contort your body to look that way. Mm. Um, but some people actually have body roles. Do you know, do you know what I'm saying? And there's something yeah. very like off putting about that. Yeah. And then you respond, I don't know, can you talk about that a little bit in terms of like body positivity and where sometimes it goes wrong? <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that, you know, you mentioned about self-love and teaching self-love to your clients, right? And I think that that, you know, that's a big part of um, my coaching business as well. But, you know, self, this is sort of coming into this, but self-love is this thing that is like, for many women, feels like 
an impossible task if, we, mm. if we're talking about our body. And this is a frustrating thing is that there is all this stuff on the internet that talking about self-love, self-love, like just love yourself, just trust yourself, love yourself. It's like, what the fuck does that even mean? And how the hell do you even get there? And that's sort of what I was talking about earlier that we need to be talking about sort of more, I'd like to see more strategy, you know, of how to actually get to these places. Um, and that there is kind of a, um, a process of sort of getting there. But when we see these women on Instagram that are like, just talking about like body love and body positivity and all of this kind of stuff. And these like thin, you know, privileged white women that are, you know, showing their cellulite in their bikinis on a holiday in Bali. And they're like, look at my cellulite and look at my rolls. It's like, that, that's not, it just, it's like a, it's a, like a whole nother, it's like a performative kind of layer. Mm -hmm. um, and it's just not really true. And it right. kind of yeah. leads to, although the intention might be good, but mm -hmm. it actually leads to shame, you know, because mm -hmm. um, right, it's right, right. kind of saying that that's a bad thing, mm -hmm. you know, that that is something that we need to celebrate that we have. And, and another thing to that is that Right. It's like when someone I, says like, oh, you're so brave. You're so brave for wearing that. It's like, yeah, that's actually incredibly insulting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. And, and I think that the interesting thing is, is that as women, and I sort of, I actually wrote a post about this the other day about, you know, there is this kind of hierarchy of like needs of like foundational needs of like water, sleep, blah, blah, blah. And then emotional needs, like setting boundaries, saying yes to things, saying no. And then once we sort of realize that we're worthy of that, there's this whole other level of like, of desire. Now we have space to think about what we actually desire and what we want for our lives. And, um, oh gosh, where was I going for that? <laughs> I've just gone on this massive, um, Oh, that's what I was saying, that we as women congratulate ourselves for having cellulite. Like, look at this. I've got cellulite, like, and I'm proud of this. Like, we have to congratulate ourselves and congratulate ourselves for creating space in our lives, for having a coffee without distraction, with going for a walk, with doing exercise. It's like, these are fundamental needs as a human to function really well and show up as our best selves and, you know, step into our power like be in power like these are all fundamental kind of things and we as women congratulate ourselves for this when we we're worthy of having these things anyway and we don't need to justify mm. things or explain things and I think that that you know that performative kind of thing of like look at my roles look at myself it's like okay like okay like, yeah you're like you're being a hu you're just a human being yeah cool yeah yeah, yeah. interesting okay yeah it makes me think of, um, I forget where I heard this. It might have even been Leah Garza, who is a past podcast guest mm -hmm. that we had, um, was basically saying like, <clears throat> this idea of body positivity is great. Uh, but basically, I forget now where it came from, but someone was like, how about body neutrality, right? Because there's a lot of pressure to be like, I love my body. Like, I love being this size where it's sometimes hard to find clothes that fit me. This is great. And like, that's a lot of fucking pressure. Mm -hmm. So to be either like, to, and also there's a lot of pressure to like swing wildly, right? From like feeling steeped in this self-loathing because you've been told your body can't be a certain way your whole life, which is really just to say you've been told that being female in a body is bad your whole life to then all of a sudden be like I love my body and like what about trying on neutrality 
for size. And that was really liberating for me, which is like, in the beginning, I was like, I was before I was talking about like how how I kind of like just taken a pause. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of where that came from, which is Mm -hmm. just like, I just don't have to solve this particular problem right now. Mm -hmm. It can just be a little complicated and I can give it space for that and like love myself, but it's okay if I'm like neutral on my body at, at times. Yeah. I, I love that. I don't remember her saying that, but uh, I'm so happy that you brought that up because I think that explains it really well. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like, and that's what I was saying before is that there's all this stuff about body love, like body positivity, love your body. When it's like, when you are in a place where you literally hate your body, like that is shaming in itself because that feels impossible. And if women don't have that, um, have steps along the way which is neutrality acceptance you know compassion you know these kind of things to be able to recognize themselves as themselves aside from their bodies and still and just feel neutral about what their body is then that is shaming because there's no they feel bad that they can't have that body love you know if they're working really hard and they still don't love their bodies it's like I'm not doing it right, you know? When we can actually be like, okay, like this is my arm, like this is what it is. Now with that, we can also have bad body image days, you know? Even people that you would see that you'd be like, how could you ever feel bad about your body? You know, because they might be the thin ideal or whatever. They will have things about their body that they don't like and they will have days where they don't like their bodies. We all have bad body image days, even if we're really kind of aware of this stuff and we've gone through this process and we have that self-love. Um, and that's think, okay. Yeah, that's okay because too. It's, yeah. Because it's just, it's completely, it's completely normal, but it is how we react in that situation. So if we look in the mirror and we have a day and we're like, oh my God, how did I get to this place? Like, what I've let myself go. It is your ability, and this is your resilience, right? This is your ability to recognize that, feel that emotion, but then decide that you don't want to think that way and you're going to do it, like think a different way, choose a different thought, and then take a different action. Where maybe the default would be, I need to go and exercise really hard, or maybe I shouldn't have that extra cheese on my salad. But instead, you don't need to do that. It's just like, what is the meaning you're attaching to your body? And that is where it all comes from, right? And it's like fitness. It's like everything. What is the meaning that you're attaching to this? What is the meaning that you're attaching to your body not being good enough? That you're not lovable as you are? That you're not good enough as you are? Like, where does that come Mm. from? What is that fear? Because, again, like, look for the evidence that that is not true. And now carry on. And the more that you do that and, like, look at those bad body image days as just a thing it is, it is just what it is, it's always going to come up. And the more that you practice not going back to those default like thought patterns of I'm bad because my body's bad. And the more that you lean into it just being what it is and just carrying on, the more that you can trust that when those days come up again, you're going to be okay the next day. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. you always are. Yeah. I mean, you kind of answered my question about like, I mean, I'm sure you could talk a lot more about it, but in terms of the relationship between, you know, the work that you do and social justice, I mean, the way that I see it, if I could try and sum it up succinctly, is that you're about helping people find more freedom, more autonomy, more peace, not listening to everything on the outside and trusting yourself. And I mean, that is 
what I think social justice is so much is about, right? Like finding your own power and saying, and deconstructing all the conditioning that we've been fed since we were young, which I think is also spiritual because to me, all these things are kind of connected. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, Kylie, do you have any more questions? Well, I could talk to you forever. This is, uh, has gone by in a blink, but uh, I do want to be mindful of your time. So I think we should shift to asking our, our wrap-up question, yeah. um, which is what is something that's bringing you joy right now? And I should also say it's, uh, Leah Garza is brilliant, but uh, it's Lindy West, author of the book oh, Shrill, yes. oh. who made the comment about uh, body neutrality. Oh, yeah, she's awesome. So, Wait, what, just, who is it? Uh, Lindy West. Okay, I'm going to write this down. Oh, cool. she's great. She's great. Yeah. We'll we'll talk about her more later. But any listeners who don't know her, she's like a hilarious essayist and feminist. And she has a TV show that's based off of her book called Shrill. She's great. She's cool. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> but Olivia, what is something that is bringing you joy right now? Um, oh, a couple of things, actually. First of all, it's having these conversations. Um, like I mentioned to Eva before we started recording is, I mean, this brings me so much joy is having conversations with other women about these kind of things um, and other coaches, you know, because as coaches, like that is, that is the beautiful thing that we're able to do is help other humans see things and then they can go and influence other humans you know I think that that is a really beautiful thing mm -hmm. um so that is bringing me joy um it's bringing me joy being in New Zealand right now even though we're kind of I'm stuck it's not a bad place to be stuck mm -hmm. um and just my work you know just loving loving uh the amazing humans that I work with um and uh yeah, to, ha, yeah, talking about these things and helping women redefine health for themselves. Mm. Yeah, I love that. Oh God, so much similarity here. I'm always just like, honestly, sometimes I feel like I'm saying the same things over because of, oftentimes it's just like my work. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's bringing me joy. Um, what about you, Kylie? What's something that's bringing you joy right now? So uh, I did have kind of a realization this past week that I have not been prioritizing joy. That like I haven't been prioritizing like just letting myself have moments that weren't, you know, of the theme of the today's episode in the like hustle, go, go, go mode. Mm -hmm. um, which isn't that like my life has been a joyless, um, you know, trudge, but just, yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't prioritizing it. I wasn't making space for it. Mm -hmm. um, so that was the important little like realization to shift. My energy. Yeah. I think sometimes asking this question at the end of the podcast is helpful for me too, because I'm just right? like, I, it helps make sure that I keep joy, you know, in check or that it's yeah. here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you know, I'm so, I'm lucky. Like my kids are so hilarious that I have these accidental moments of joy. I don't have to try hard. Like it's just around me all the time, but in a way that also kind of was enabling my ability to like, not actually cultivate it myself. I was just getting their secondhand joy, which yeah. is all good. It's just like, right. That's just the journey. But I will say I have wanted for years, I have wanted a juicer and I don't have a dishwasher. And so like, for, I was like, they're too expensive. There's too many parts. Like I'll never use. And finally the other day, my daughter came like run. I don't even know where she found it. This is like, okay, this is like, these are the kind of things that I'm like, okay, manifestation might be real because my <laughs> daughter, she's one, comes wandering in the room with this tiny envelope that had a hundred dollar Bed Bath & Beyond gift certificate 
I have no fucking clue where it came from. I guess we moved into our house four years ago. And so I was like, well, this is my juicer money. And so, <laughs> so I asked the internet and a bunch of people told me what, like a bunch of people all had the same one and said they loved it. And you know, Bed Bath & Beyond loves to give up those 20% coupons. Yeah, so mm-hmm. the whole thing was like $150 off. It arrived today. Oh my God. Yeah. Greatest thing ever. <laughs> it was like Christmas. It was like nap time for everybody. And I was like, fuck it. You're going to bed late. I'm mama's making juice. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And I, I, and I already made like two different kinds of juice. I made this like carrot, orange juice, ginger, turmeric thing. Oh, that sounds like, so good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Juice in the summertime, I think is so clutch. Yeah. yeah. Yay. So I am very excited about juice. You might, you might be hearing about my juicer. Like, oh, I love juice. So I'll talk, I'll talk (laughs) juice with you any day. (laughs) Any listeners that have good juice recipes that you want to send me? Like I, I'm about to be obsessed. Yeah. I like grapefruit. I like citruses and grapefruits Mm, in my juices. Yeah. 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 Um, all right, Eva, how about yourself? What's bringing you joy? Uh, well, I just came back from Sedona. Adam and I took a one night day trip for his birthday and I didn't, so I went, so I went for a hike there today because it's like 10 degrees cooler in Sedona than it is in Phoenix. Um, and I just like busted out early. I was like, I need to get the fuck out. I need to just, I need to be outside because I have not been outside. Mm. And the thing that was bringing me joy, it was just a couple, it was the, the walk, honestly, just being out mm. in nature, being able to like breathe in air that wasn't going to burn out my nostril hairs and just like, <laughs> just, it's just like being outside. I really recognize like is a non-negotiable for me. Like wherever mm-hmm. it is that we move next, I need to have nature. I need to be outside. It's just, it's, I have to be. So, because what I realized is I didn't recognize part of the reason I was, I think it's been, I've been super stir crazy and grumpy is because I haven't been going outside for my like regular walks, which is mm-hmm. where I actually go and reflect. Um, actually, I'm going to share something on this podcast right now that I don't, I don't, it's not like a secret, but I don't think I've ever talked about it, but it is a little bit embarrassing, but I do think it can be helpful for anyone listening something that I do when I go for my walks is I will like, instead of, cause sometimes I really love to journal. Journal is how I found clarity, but I don't have time to write all the time. So instead I'll just go for a walk and hit record and record myself as mm. if I'm doing like a verbal journal. And I find so much clarity that way. It's almost like I'm, I can like work out problems, but I find that if I'm not recording for some reason, it doesn't work as well. But when I hit record, mm. I don't know why. I think maybe I should just pay more attention. I just find so much clarity. I like work out things. I think that's really been missing from my life. And so do you ever go back and listen to them? Nope. <laughs> I think occasionally for like work stuff, all like if I yeah. have occasionally, yes. Like if it's very much about like, okay, I have a new idea or if I have a content thing I want to put together, then I'll, then I'll go back and listen to them. But, um, this morning I just, I feel renewed. I feel rejuvenated from just mm. being outside. So nature mm. walking outside that brought me lots and lots of joy. Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah. Um, Olivia, where can people find you and follow all your wonderful wisdom? Um, yeah, so I'm on Instagram. I post quite a lot there, put a lot of content, and that is Olivia Park Coach. Um, and also my website, which is oliviaparkcoaching.com. Cool. All right. Check awesome. her out. All right. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you so much for having me. This was this was so much fun to talk to you guys. I really uh, it was awesome. I really appreciate it. So thank you. Of course, thank you so much, Olivia. I'll be talking to you uh, 
continuously as you continue to train me. So I'll talk to you soon. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Bye. 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 Bye.